Hello and welcome to Coffee Milk. I'm Mark Laporte. And I'm Mitch Hello. So today, what do we got in the news? I have Elon prevents potential nuclear conflict. Oh. Apparently, the Ukrainian government, want, some government, I'm not really getting the information on that. It just says there was an emergency request from government authorities to activate Starlink, Starlink all the way to Sevastopol. And the obvious intent was for Ukraine to ship, uh, sink most of the Russian fleet at anchor. And wow. he didn't, he just left him off. He just didn't comply because he said if he did, the um, then SpaceX would have actively tried to, uh, shit. That would be considered participating in war, right? Yeah. It, it said, if I had agreed to the request, then SpaceX would explicitly complicit in a major act of war and conflict ex escalation. And it's, it, this just goes to show you that no, governments do not want peace. They want war. I don't understand. Like, this guy's doing more to prevent war than any government ever has. It's fucking insane. Wow. Yeah, I just thought that was really cool. Another reason really to love Elon Musk. Yeah. Like, one of my professors were, was talking about how many uh, satellites he had up in the sky. How he, many? He has, I, I don't remember the exact number, uh, but I know he definitely has, like, thousands of them. Because I remember when they first went up, there were people who, um, you know, stargazers and stuff, and they were getting pissed off because it, it's just a line of them, and they're going yeah. across, and if you get time-lapse photography, well, it's beautiful, but if you're trying to look at a certain star and you just have 100 satellites going across, it's kind of annoying. Yeah. But it's just... It's amazing the power that this one man wields, and I consider him using it for good. Free speech, you know, we're not going to escalate war. Freaking wild. And I guarantee you, if something had happened, they would have gone after him. So the best thing to do is to stay out of that shit. Plus, you don't want to escalate war. No. kind of mad madman wants to? Governments, that's it. We don't need more war. So speaking of government, there was uh, another thing I saw, and I don't know why it kind of makes me happy, but I just love seeing political parties who have ridiculous ideas and implement those ideas come to the conclusion, oh, we might have messed up because you got New York City Mayor Eric Adams and he's been he's complaining about the migrant crisis in New York. He said New York's no longer the New York you know because we have ten thousand migrants coming to New York every month. Wow, every month. That's not my problem. It's your problem because you designated that a sanctuary city. If you're going to grant sanctuary, then don't complain when people take you up on that offer. It's insane to me. And the government's saying, no, no, we're doing, this is the best any president has ever done to secure the border. Meanwhile, Arizona and Texas had put up borders in the river and along the border. And the federal government sued them to take it down. So please tell me how you're trying to protect the country from immigrants when you're forcing states not to act on it. I, in fact, to take things down. It's insane to me. Hypocrisy. At its finest, just stop. Realize this is a bigger problem than any country can handle. I mean, no other country handles it like America does. We are a true men melting pot. They talk about, oh, be more like Norway or Sweden or any of those countries. Have you ever tried to immigrate to those countries? Like, you have to follow their rules, their language, everything about them. 
we say that in America and everybody becomes racist. It's like, yeah. well, okay, well, don't compare yourself to any other country because they don't do half what we do. Uh, I totally agree with that. A lot of the people I talk to today don't understand how censored everything is here. Oh, it's insane. Except the people coming from other countries where they've been censored, like yes. people from Venezuela. I don't know why. They might think they're going to vote Democrat, but it's like, no, they've already come from a corrupt country. They see the corruption here now. They're not going to vote for you guys. Well, that was my little rant. But you were talking about AI, and you had mentioned that you're a professor because you just went back to college yes. this week. You're at Bryant. I enjoying it, actually? Um, it's it's going pretty good. My classes, uh, I'm, I'm interested in basically all of them, except for managerial accounting. I'm not too excited for that. Um, but it seems like it's going to be easier than financial accounting, or no? You think it's going to be harder? No, I think it's probably just going to be the same. It's going to be the same? Yeah. There's still going to be a bunch of accounts in, like, you're going to have to remember the balance sheet and how to write that out. Yeah. Things like that. Okay. But, I mean, with well, the tools you got, like Quicken and QuickBooks and stuff, you can really, or just even chat GPT it, probably. Yeah, but I can't do that on a test. That's in the phone. But yeah, I'm in managerial accounting, uh, the legal introduction to the legal environment of business. That professor's pretty cool. Awesome. He's really chill. Um, he was talking about how he doesn't like the traditional way that school is taught where you're supposed to memorize like hard facts and like it'll be open-ended questions and things that actually things that you think. have to write down like very specifically as almost as if you memorize the material. He said he's not in support of that, so he's going to be giving us like He's going to be giving us true and false questions, multiple choice questions, and fill in the blank questions of that nature. And he's going to try and take a different approach to the class because it's his first time teaching at Bryant, I believe. I don't know if he's taught anywhere else before. Oh, wow. That's what he said. So I'm pretty excited to see how that class goes. I like new teachers. Yeah, me too. The only issue I had with that class was he, on the second day of class, the chapter one, when we got into it, he kind of just gave us a packet with a bunch of notes on it, and then just started talking and didn't stop. And I was like, oh, man, he was talking about legislative, uh, court, all these terms just getting thrown out there. Like He was explaining some of them, but it was kind of fast-paced, which was a little concerning, but maybe he was just, like, nervous. No, I think he was probably bombarding you It was at first, just yeah. so he can come back and be like, okay, I talked about, uh, you know, the legislative branch. I'm assuming the legislative branch, the executive branch, but whatever else he was talking about. And uh, yeah, and then I'll just come back to it because, I mean, shit, legal stuff for business, there's a lot to go over. Yeah. What do you guys have? Like 12 weeks, 18 weeks, 16 weeks? Do you even know how many weeks? Honestly, like, I'm terrible with that. I didn't even know what date I was starting till like a couple weeks before. I figured. Because I just like kind of let it go until I get close enough to it. So I think I have probably around like 12 or 16 weeks. Okay. Somewhere around there, for sure. Yeah. I loved law. I, I think don't know how I'm going to like it. I think so. you'll have fun. You'll learn some cool things. Like, Yeah, oh, maybe wow. I will. And yeah, I want you to take all that yeah. stuff back to the pod. So my law professor was pretty good. Um, my introduction to marketing professor is really cool. He talked about the Elon Musk and the, the Starlink satellites, and he did this um, kind of like brain teaser on the board where he had these um, four circles out, right? And they were divided into four quarters. And then in the middle of the circle, 
was an, was another number, or the middle of the circle was a, a spot, an open spot. So it was four quarters in the circle and then an open spot in the middle. And each quarter of the circle had a number like 11 or 7 or 12. And the number in the middle was like the key to the puzzle. And you had to solve it by either adding up the numbers next to each other or dividing them to make it enter the number in the circle. But what he did was he made it so the number in the middle was equal to all of the digits in the quarters, but only like when the digits were apart. So say if you had a circle and you had 11, 12, 13, and 15, you would add 1 plus 1 plus 1 plus 2 plus 1 plus 3 plus 1 plus 5. Uh, and then that would answer the, that would solve the puzzle. And after he did that, which I found really cool, I, I didn't solve it though, only like two kids did, because I was I was scrambling on my calculator trying to add and subtract. Right. And after that, he was like, yeah, you have to think outside the box and famous or like rich people um, are successful because they thought outside of the box. Like Elon Musk, he said, okay, I'm going to learn how to land the rocket back on its feet, which everyone thought was insane. Yeah, but because of that, rockets. because of that, he has the satellites in the sky now and he can make trips to space and, and things like that. And instant. So, yeah. Well, not instantaneously. It takes a while to reload a rocket and everything. For sure. But saves money and can go up there more frequently. So <laughs> that's why he was successful and a part of it. That was a really cool thing that I took away from marketing class. So the other class I had was information, introduction to information and technology systems. My professor, he, he first had us watch a video um, by Thomas Friedman, Friedman. And he talked about how the, the, like, the world is flattening. And what he means by that is everyone is getting access to the same information. Like we're now in the information age. And everyone has these tools like computers, phones, internet, um, text, um, calling, all of those things. And he was talking about how people from other countries, even if they still are only on 2G or 3G while we are being upgraded over to 5G from 4G, they are still doing e-commerce over SMS to those countries, which is really like interesting. I didn't know that they were doing that on SMS. I thought that was more of just like when you have an SMS um, texting list and you kind of text out deals to them for your website. Right. I thought it was more like that, but they must be selling products just over the phone. That's, they must have found a way to do it. It's just leveling the playing field so that everybody can get involved no matter what. That's cool. Yes. Yeah. Whole, I got to read that. And Thomas Friedman also talked about how um, everything has data along with it now. So every website you visit, everything you search on the website. In his speech, he also talked a lot about how data is being collected via the internet and everywhere you go and how that's being used and will be used in the future, whether you're trying to apply to a new job or an advertiser is trying to advertise to you. And this speech was 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. And in in now that everything he said is true, it was just kind of mind-blowing to watch and be like, wow, this man just literally laid it all out in front of everyone and said, this is what's going to happen. And it did, and there's a lot of other people who oh, yeah. have had that prediction. There's a well. book called 1984. It was yes. written in the 50s, and it's talking about Big Brother and everything happening now. But no, Thomas Friedman's a genius. Keep going. Yes, so talked a lot about um, data, things like that, and how it's going to affect our lives. And then he started talking about my professor after we talked about the speech for a while. 
he started talking about how chat GPT is going to affect things and how learning how to learn and learning how to use chat GPT to your advantage is going to be a massive um, step ahead of everyone else. It's good that he's doing that too, because there's a lot of teachers who won't embrace that. They're like, no, you can't yes. use chat GPT. Yes, which I found kind of confusing because it was like, okay, does this guy support people learning how to use this tool and do classwork with this tool? Because he was talking about how it's going to be a huge time saver for everything. Sorry, I'm trying, because he, I believe he is Chinese, so he kind of spoke Oh, he has like a uh, very broken English. Okay, he has a thick accent. So it's kind of hard to remember exactly what he said. But yeah, he, he was talking about how it's AGI and we've never had this before. It's going to be more intelligent than a human. We are working on the microchip and getting it to smaller and smaller parameters. Oh, yeah, like so we got quantum. Every computer. year, yep. yes. So and we're, he said how we're almost at the size of an atom. Oh, wow. Or... No, I'd believe it because I know I see those processing. They just like really zoom in. You're like, holy shit. It's, uh, it's just like back in the day you had the, what the hell was the 1800s era? It was the industrial revolution. Okay. Yes. In the printing press. You have the industrial revolution before that you had the Renaissance era. AI is totally going to bring us into just something unfathomable. It's new Renaissance era. And you just, you have to let people embrace this yeah. because this is just a crazy tool. That is what he said. He, he was talking after, at the end of his talk, he was, he basically told everyone, um, you need to get your hands on the wheel and not just hold on, but drive <laughs> because it, it's just going to accelerate faster and faster. Now, every mistake it makes, it learns from it. Do you think he has this opinion because he's Asian I think because, he has this opinion because he's in information and technology. Oh, okay. He's been well, exposed to it. I mean, okay, that that totally makes sense. But I was just thinking, like, well, none of the other professors said anything about it. They were probably like, well, don't use it. I don't want to um, mislabel his race. That's why I say Asian. But very good comes, if he comes from China or and another country Asian. that is heavily censored and they use cameras to detect everything and they use ai on top of that to detect everything in the environment and he's used to all the social credit score system and how everything goes through wechat maybe he he sees how it's coming to the west and already sees that and that's why he is telling kids to you know embrace it yeah and another thing that he did that kind of i forgot to ask him about it at the end of class I was going to ask him a question at the end of class, and I did, but I had Sony in my head that I just kind of blurted out one. Um, but he has everyone lift up a sign with their name at the beginning of class and takes a picture of the class for attendance. And I was like, this guy is using AI to take attendance for the class. There is no doubt about it. And then that happened at the beginning beginning of class. And then when he started talking about AI, and he just started ranting on and on, I could tell the whole class was just like done with it and they didn't want to hear anymore. No. Yeah, yeah. And you're hanging on by the edge of your seat. Tell me more. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, I think he's doing that. I'm going to ask him next class if he's actually doing that or ever thought about using it. But I mean, I guess you could just read the names in general, but. Yeah, no, but I, I said he's really got some program. app or yeah. something. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> wow. 
Good for him. What was the uh, book that Thomas Friedman was talking? Was it The World is Flat? I believe the book is called The World World is Flat. Because it's got a couple of them. Thank you for being late. The Lexus and the Olive Tree, From Beirut to Jerusalem. and uh... I think it's From Beirut to Jerusalem because that is, um, I think he talked about how people are connecting over the internet and playing chess in different countries with each other and yeah. cards. So I think that is the book that talks about the technology, but they all might. I don't know. Do you play chess? No. Ah, yo. Do you know how to play chess? Um, no. Okay. No, never learned. Because I play chess with uh, one of my friends, and this kid always beats me. It drives me nuts. But he also he also plays uh, speed chess, and I can't do speed chess. I'm old. I mm. need to think about my moves. I wanted to talk a little bit about cars and how much data they collect on you. So I came across this article, and it says that basically... They all, all those cars collect data on you, including where you go, microphones, cameras, speed, um, you know, like how you drive, and they sell all that data to third parties. <laughs> so like 84% of the car brands that were researched share personal data. 76% of the cars can sell your personal data. Um, and 56% of them share information with the government or law, law enforcement too. Oh, so that- you could even get in trouble from this yeah of course they sell you data because how do you think you keep getting uh spammy phone calls saying yeah uh your extended warranty is expired we've been trying to reach you for it like come on of course they sell your data and everything's about data but i assume a lot of that data is going to be used for ai for self-driving cars and more for sure more involved okay the lines and this is uh the proximity that people drive in and out of the lines or anything like that and just pay attention, make alarms like they're doing. It's just going to be better and better. I'm very excited for the autonomous cars because I hate driving and I would love to <laughs> just sleep in the car and be sent. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. I'd be a little sketched out. I would definitely stay awake and near the wheel. I would not let it drive me. Nah, I'd be asleep. I can't trust that. Uh, me, oh, I mean, yeah, maybe we're just at the beginning of like chat GPT and they've had driving cars out for a while. So yeah, okay. if they improve it enough. It's not going to make any mistakes. Five years from now, it should be. Every day I just like think about something that is just going to be taken over by AI. It's yeah. just inevitable. Like we are collecting data on how cars drive and how people drive them. So we're going to use that data to make the cars drive themselves. What was the data thing we were talking about last week? I completely forgot, but it was billion. Oh, I think it was helping. Health data? Oh, health data. Yes, about the, the, the mental health apps, yep. like yep. BetterHelp and all those online. Billions and billions of dollars in that. Oh, yeah, for sure. While I was in my managerial accounting class, I was thinking about um, direct and indirect costs. And like a direct cost is something that like you can directly measure, like your cost of tuition or something like that. And then indirect is like the cost of a pencil. So... For a business, you also have direct and indirect costs, like your equipment and your indirect costs would be the grease for the equipment, something like that, or the electricity used to run it. I don't know. I'm just thinking about the way money is going to be tossed around in the future, and what if everything is going to have a price immediately for when you do it if we have enough internet power? Say, like, you turn on your microwave and instantly... A couple cents is transferred out of your account and sent to the energy company. Uh, now, nah, I wouldn't like, I think they'd still keep it monthly. 
because everything we're getting all these smartphones we're getting everything yeah. is going to have a computer in it Shit. literally everything so you can calculate the cost that it took to bake a pizza right down to Depending make you can make everything 100%. a direct cost because i was looking at it and i was like well maybe in 20 years that indirect cost is going to be measured as a direct cost Kind of interesting. Holy shit, you're bringing some good stuff know. to the table. But yeah, that's that's what I was thinking about today in class. I just found that kind of interesting. It's, As we, I guess it's started. not really a big deal. No, no, but it's just an interesting way of thinking about accounting. Yeah. You know? it, it, instead of being kind of surprised, like, okay, I bought this microwave, but I don't know what the lifetime cost is going to be for the electricity and anything like that, and the cleaning out of the microwave because nobody puts oh, tops wow. on things. If you had data on everything, you could even project your energy usage yep. for the month. Yep. And then you could even crack down on um I give you anything seconds. like like you see people um there would be like illegal grow operations. You could crack down on things like that a lot faster. You could crack down on everything. I don't like that. I don't I like it either. Back to the '80s. Me too. They didn't okay. know when you, you too, huh? Yeah, I would love to uh, grow up in the '80s, dude, and not worry about much and kind of just you know, get a That's job, get make a decent amount of money, actually be able to move out of your parents' house and like pay rent. And forty. That'd years be later, cool. I you got to move back in because everything costs too much. Yeah. So that's direct and indirect costs. I like that. See, I'm actually happy that you're going to college now, and I like this college because. You brought up a couple of good points. I never even thought about. Yeah, that. I like that. And I'm thinking about changing my major, but I'm not sure. I'm, I kind of want to go into energy or yeah. maybe even entrepreneurship because going to school for digital marketing. But I don't want to do digital marketing for someone else. I want to do it for myself. So what am I doing? Like I'm, I'm just doing the wrong thing. Like I should just change my major. I feel some sometimes. But I mean, we've had this conversation. You can't too many go, times. You can't go wrong with entrepreneurship. But again. You're going to spend a hundred grand. Why not take that hundred grand and just uh, invest it in the company because you'll learn way more about the company or way more about business. But there's just something about the college, the Bright University, right? Or yes. Bright College. University. Yeah. I mean, Bright is just a great school. And just being in the entrepreneurship class, I think the point of that is the network you would build from like-minded individuals. Yeah. And you might see things completely different from other people's perspective. Exactly. You might have some people from India over here learning entrepreneurship and, and they might bring I, their perspective. It's, I already had a moment like that in my, in one of my classes, there was a kid next to me and I, I said, Hey, what's up? And then, um, I heard him talking about one of his ideas. He was saying how they should make a platform for college kids to invest in startups that they otherwise couldn't invest in. He was going to find a way to get around like investing in early startups. I think it might have been college kids investing in other college kids. I kind of like Say that. if they have a kinda startup. Like I see. Yes, and they want to get other college kids to invest in it they can get them to and when he was saying that i i like introduced myself and i was like hey that's a cool idea and i was like have you ever heard of product hunt that's kind of something similar in a way but for products yeah and but you can't invest through product hunt you just know about the new product just learn about it but what if you could do it all in one place like that's like a good platform to display the different things that you could invest in once the app is created you know like it's kind of like the same concept in a way but you're also spending money on the app it's not like just a social media thing there's a few 
and, and this I believe changed actually under Obama through the Jobs Act. Before you couldn't invest in a startup if you were a normal person. You needed a million dollars net worth. You needed to be what they called an accredited investor. It's still the same way now, but there are um, companies that are allowed to do like micro investments instead of a ten thousand dollar or a hundred thousand dollar upfront investment. It could be a hut as low as a hundred dollars, and you'd get a couple of shares in the company. And they do it for like a limited amount because I think the problem with looking for investors is you can either a only have so many amount of people or b have so much or take in so much capital in an early stage thing like that but i have invested in a movie studio about seven years ago i wonder what the hell they're doing now but i invested in glow in the dark trees and the glow in the dark trees it was very cool they said they wanted to replace street lights they'd put like the bioluminescence from the bioluminescent water or the fish that like kind of glow in the dark oh my god they were gonna they put would that use crispr to genetically modify a tree to make it glow like a firefly yes just like they take firefly genetics and put them into rats yes but it would just be and it would act wow. as kind of like a street light i thought it was genius so i gave him 100 bucks i don't think oh they that can happen in the future for sure 100 now that we have way more uh way better technology because i want to say again this was maybe 10 years ago wow the, what the hell was the film? Because people are doing that in their basement, so yeah, no. that could definitely be something in the future. <laughs> Legion, Legion M. The first four rounds I invested in this company, I think I put in one hundred and fifty or two hundred dollars each round. Did it tank? No, they'd made a lot of successful movies. Oh wow! Oh yeah, no, they're just getting bigger and bigger. Awesome. It, yeah, so I did well with that. I don't know how the hell I access my shares, though. I forgot how to do that. I know it's somewhere saved on the computer. But yeah, I mean, stuff like that exists. I would assume you just need a hell of a legal team to make sure that you follow the Jobs Act. But I think that's a great idea. Yeah, I thought it was a really cool idea, too. I I like that. Because it's a great way for, I mean, college students, you're going to see great ideas on a college campus. And if you could invest in them, I mean, you could, but. This way, it'd just be easier. You don't yeah. have to know the person. You need to flat line exactly. for everyday people to spot things that they usually wouldn't have access to. Right. So, speaking of investing, I heard that Bill Gates or the Bill Gates Foundation is making a bet on Bud Light, Anheuser Busch to turn around. They make all kind of stupid bets. I don't think so. They think that because their sales are down, it's going to shoot back up, I guess. I don't think it's going to shoot back up. If they keep the brand, I don't think it's going to go anywhere. If they sell it back to the original people who own Anheuser-Busch, that that small family that wants to buy it back, yeah, I think they'll take it and they'll do better. For sure. Nobody wants to do business with Bud Light anymore. And Bill Gates has to understand... He's a leftist. He doesn't under- and he does not understand the common person and how they feel about Bud Light. I've never seen anything be so successful in my life for a boycott because they yeah. did. I see. I'm so proud of America for it. I see the commercials now. Like they did a 100% 1E. They are now posting like scenes of people at the bar and just drinking, oh, going yeah. out, with yeah, hunt. Yeah, but everyone still calls them out on it. You didn't apologize. You didn't say you're sorry. You didn't acknowledge Bill, your mistake. Bill Gates sees the commercials change and drops 1.7 million in shares. Oh, like, 1.7 million for him is. Oh, like, it's nothing. It's like 20 bucks for us. 
but that was only last quarter that he purchased. So, I don't know. Maybe he's buying more. I don't think because didn't they have to sell off a whole bunch of microbreweries? I thought it was them, and I thought they actually sold it to a weed, the weed people. I don't know if it was Cureleaf or, or TL, but they bought microbreweries, and they were that's how they want that's how they want to expand their market. They want to get in a microbrewery, and they just bought a fifty million dollar uh, portfolio of microbreweries. It's like good for you guys. You did great. Wow, yeah, that's incredible. Or did you know that the NFL has a NFT? program no anything going on i knew mlb did nfl all day has fumbled apparently their nfts sales are down 87 percent from a year ago oh okay i was thinking this was like way more recent this nft for um for football players is really interesting because some of the nfts have a special ability to them where if the player does good in the future the the card or the NFT will become more valuable. Just kind of like original baseball cards become more valuable when, you know, the player levels up or... Gets in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Or... That's why when I brought up Shohai Otani, I can't remember if I actually did it on the podcast or if I did it just to you, but uh, there's a picture, Shohai Otani, and he's a hitter too. This guy is going to be just an all... He is insane... But he got hurt, and it might cost him like half a billion dollars. Ooh. Yeah, because he's got to be a free agent soon, and he just got hurt. But this guy is insane. He just strikes people out and hits home runs. And I bought a couple of his rookie cards for like $35 each, and they're graded by the PSA. So, And they grade them 10 perfect mint, and now they're like $350. But no way in hell I'm selling them until that guy gets yeah. in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's really interesting. People kind of bash NFTs, but they're just like not ready yet. We're just like transitioning. At one point, people aren't going to want baseball cards anymore, and they're gonna they're gonna see the NFTs first, and they're gonna buy those because, like, when you're growing up as a kid, and all you're shown is NFTs and not right. baseball and Pokemon, like that's what you're gonna get. Yeah, and you're also, I mean, a couple of years, you're gonna have way more abilities to use those things, oh, yeah. games or anything like that. Sure. So it's just gonna get better. Yeah. Um. But yeah, NFTs like they NFTs aren't the way they were, what is it, two or three years ago? When everything board apes were for like millions of dollars. They yeah, rocks kind of like dollars. went through like a phase that crypto did in the beginning where everything just pumped. Right. But it might be but which pump is it though? <laughs> That's the funny thing. Is it like the twenty thirteen pump? Is it the twenty seventeen pump or the twenty nineteen pump? Because twenty nineteen that's when or <laughs> 2020, excuse me, Bitcoin went to what, 63,000? Yeah. So if NFT is still in its infancy, there's still a couple more bumps. And depending on what you bought and when you bought them. I'm hearing a lot about Bitcoin and how people are saying Bitcoin is going to be a thing in the future. And not much about any other cryptocurrencies, but just mainly Bitcoin. And a lot of high profile people are saying like, yeah, I think it's really going to go somewhere, but they won't say why. Really? It's yeah. because BlackRock's going to the SEC because they want ETF for um, Bitcoin and crypto. Okay. They want to. So and when BlackRock puts in, you know, a trillion dollars into the crypto market, yeah, you best believe that everything's going to go crazy. Just like in by 2030, BlackRock will own 60% of single family homes in America. 
Oh, 60%. Yeah. What do you think that's going to do to everybody's home value or the remaining 40% that can have a home? It's just going to go crazy. Same thing's going to happen to Bitcoin because you only have a certain amount of Bitcoin out there. Can't make more. It's, it's going to shoot up whenever. I thought they were going to approve it a week ago, but I think they just stalled and they- They did. They did just stall because I recently glanced across an article that said the government or is it the SEC more specifically? Sure. Yep. Doesn't want or is not ready to implement digital currencies into the world yet. So, yeah, that just means they didn't have enough time to buy more. Exactly. Speaking of. Interesting. Okay, so this one's on. I'm going to have to hold on to that one. What are we going to do? Uh, speaking of crypto, so his name is Ozer. He founded Dodex in 2017. Um, he fled to Albania after it collapsed. Um, he was a high school dropout and appeared, and he did not appear to his final hearing. He claimed he was capable of leading any institution globally, and he like emphasized his achieve achievement of establishing Theodox at age 22. And he d denied the notation of it being a criminal organization, but um, he was found guilty, and he was sentenced to one. Nope, eleven. Eleven thousand two hundred. Eleven thousand one hundred ninety-six years. Eleven thousand one hundred ninety-six. I wonder if that number has any significance, or is that just what all the charges add up to? You think? I think that might be. He was sentenced separately for multiple crimes against 2,027 victims. So, yeah, they might have put something like five years per victim. Wow. Uh, oh, yeah, leading to the total number of years of the judgment. Oh, okay, so. <laughs> yeah, because insane. he was tr found guilty of money laundering, fraud, and organized crime. Yeah, I mean, if you own a... Uh, what the hell is it called? Decentralized exchange. Yeah, if you own ex an exchange, of course you're going to be a little dirty with that much money coming in. I mean, how can you not? Somebody pisses you off, yeah, I want to off them. Especially if you're in a place like Turkey or something. I assume they still got whatever version of their mafia is. And I say we bring that back to America because it was good times when the mob was running everything. <laughs> Everyone stayed in order, stayed in line. No one messed anything up. Absolutely. You just paid for protection. If anyone messed with your store, they'd, they'd kill them. <laughs> they'd kill the guy for you. I know not many people are interested in hydrogen, but I'm seeing more and more about it every day. And they are predicting for the hydrogen composite tank market to reach record generating revenue by 2029. And I'm seeing a lot of these things that the world is going to be a lot different by 2030. And if I'm seeing that hydrogen is coming along with it, that's pretty interesting to see. But you said something about a hydrogen composite. Read that again, please. Hydrogen composite storage tank. Oh, oh okay, okay. Yes. Because when you were saying that, I was just thinking a tank that was made out of like a hydrogen composite material. I'm like, oh, what is that? Oh, like no. carbon fiber or something. Yeah, it is made out of like carbon fiber and um, resin, I believe. That's what they make the tanks out of or some type of fiber because it's very high pressure. It's like if you've ever seen an HPA tank for a paintball or airsoft gun. Yep. It's like one of those, but over-engineered. 
I mean, hydrogen only makes sense. There's water everywhere. People are made up of water. I mean... People are saying that it takes more energy to split apart a hydrogen molecule from water than you do when you get back from it. Well, yeah, because we haven't reached that point yet where yes. the energy used to produce something doesn't return enough energy back to like make it a... Um, a cycle. A, yeah, but there was that like... But the fuel cells are getting... The fuel cells that take the hydrogen gas and turn it into electricity are getting much better. So that's why this is going to be something in the future. Because we're just, almost at that point. Yeah, I... They just give you the arbitrary number of 2030. They don't know. I think they're just trying to push forward advancements as fat. It's like, look, this is the goal. Let's try and meet it. <laughs> but yeah, there's no doubt in my mind that in the next seven years, we could possibly be, what the hell's a perpetual motion machine? But it's like a perpetual motion generator. You just spin it once and then it just keeps on going forever and produces unlimited energy. We haven't really got there yet. No. But I hope so. One day in my lifetime. Wow, I just saw something really cool. AI Film Festival announced by Dubai. Whatever film festival they host is going to be insane. And I think they started building that 75-mile city that we talked about. Oh, wow. They really ago. started? Yeah. Or they've been... I can't wait to see what that looks like. What'd they say? That was going to take till 2030, right? They probably also had the thing. So yeah, so I've been posting to my uh, Facebook Reels page a lot recently, and I've been getting... Some of my old videos that were at 1K are now at 2K. Some of the videos are still sitting at 100 views, but that's because they're bad. And I get about like, I don't know, 1,000 to 2,000 views. Every couple videos I'll get a hit or maybe two of them will hit. That's pretty good. My reach is up to about 12K, but I only have six followers from that so far. And my engagement is only at 168, and that's all in the past 28 days. So engagements, the contents and uh, comments and likes. Yes, 186, 168. Yeah, that's awesome. So it's pretty good. I'd be thrilled. You've only been doing this for about 10 days. Yeah, shit. Yeah, I don't worry about the subscribers because they'll come. But I know if I'm ever on Facebook and I scroll, I start seeing it. I'm like, oh shit, and then I click it and I watch it for you. Yeah. Maybe I should give it some likes. I don't know. I never give you a like. It's okay. So don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, no, that's awesome. But you still haven't connected your Instagram. No, I still have not. Yeah. But if you post on Instagram, you just share it over to Facebook, right? So yes. Just... E either way. Either or. Just do it. I know. Do it today. I got to do it. I'm going to do it today because I think I'm going to figure out how to get another bot to work. One of the other Reddit bots. Oh, for our, and you want to do it for our thing? Yes, or find a way to use it for our podcast like, by sharing advice from Reddit that's business or internet orientated. Yeah, I'd say side hustles, um, entrepreneurship, anything like that. Yeah. Because it'd be cool, you get some stuff about the legality behind running a business or starting an LLC or anything like that. That'd be cool too. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I, think my approach is going to be just any kind of advice or stories like there was one about bill gates and how we would pick a lazy person to do a hard job because they'll find the easiest way to do it you give any lazy person a hard task and they'll complain it's the easiest way yeah and i've seen some awesome stuff this is why i sometimes love instagram reels because you know the damn road cones and everything they're in the streets middle of the road you know the stupid road cones well this guy just had his door open and the door would knock down the cone and he'd have his arm up all these cones and he'd just kind of like 
keep driving by and he oh. pick up the cone that way. It was you just like beautiful. He didn't have to do anything. Door knocks it over and then he just slides on over. So the other end goes onto the stack of cones and he just keeps picking them all up. It's there's just <laughs> the perfect example of work no, smarter so than harder. This is the problem with my boss. He if it's not his idea, then it just doesn't work. That's I need problems. My dad as well. Oh, real? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, but your dad's old school. He is. And he military. He's old school military. I mean, you, you can't get any more strict than that. No, it's, you can't. This is the way. You got to appreciate people like that, though. Yeah. You try and explain the right. There's... I've learned a lot from him, for sure. But anytime I try and give him advice, like, <sighs> about maybe something as simple as a password. Like, hey, maybe you should use letters and numbers. And this is and this is why because I've already found our information online. Maybe I shouldn't use password take for my password. Advice. We we've gotten we've gotten into like some kind of heated arguments over that. Yeah, it's it, a mess. See, that's the one thing you just gotta learn. You're still young, but you gotta learn to pick your battles. Oh, I pick them all. Oh yeah, I know. I have an issue. I know you do. Sometimes you just. It's hard. You just want to shake people. Why are you so stupid? Not saying your father's. That's not no. Your father like your father's. Like, I'm gonna kick <laughs> <No>. my ass now. <laughs> but, no. but yeah, no, I have that all the time. It's like this is the best way. Just listen to me. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Just one last thing. This is a funny note. I'm gonna botch it, but there was a meme I saw on Instagram. A guy's like, I googled taco places near me. I found one where I saw the pictures of the kitchen. It looked gross. I clicked to the link to the website. Give me a 404 error. These are going to be the best tacos ever. <laughs> it's like so true. A hole in the wall place yeah. like that will probably serve you the best food you've ever eaten. That's actually fact. <laughs> and you go to a nice place. Those are like, the type of memes like, that you get on Reddit and you get on like your short videos. And that's what I'm going to make the bot to do. My last, my last bot would take posts and read them out. Only text, only text posts. But now it can do pictures and memes and read out the memes and stuff. So that should be pretty useful. I have my own YouTube thing. I do the reviews and then we also have the one for work and we have our podcast one, but we haven't really done much with that one. I um, I don't know. I'm still kind of against the AI voices because I'm just afraid they're not going to monetize or they're going to find a way to figure out that, no, these are all AI voices. So I'd just rather... Get a script writer and somebody else to just put all the video together, and I'll do the voiceover. I'm just not sold on AI voice yet. I think it's only going to get better. Well, and it's going to get better. I just can't wait fast. until we can upload all, all our podcast episodes and then get generated episodes and just see how they are. Because I, I just want to see. Is that a thing? It's got. It's got to be soon. I mean, I just birthed the idea. If if it if it hasn't been already. Okay. Two weeks from now, we'll find. We'll see. Exactly. It. In um, we're cycling all the way back to the beginning. But oh. the Thomas Friedman speech, he had a whole section in it how he talked about if you have an idea, you better damn well Execute. get started on it right away, because someone in another country has the same idea. Has the same idea at the same time. And they are gonna do it. It's this hive mind type yes. thing. You have the idea. You got about. We we discuss this. Before you had maybe four months. Now it's down like two weeks. If you can't execute your idea in two weeks, you're screwed. You got to be first to market. It doesn't matter how good it is. You just got to be first. Pretty much. Yeah. He, his example was about uh, getting these Peruvian dishes made. 
and he was looking into getting them made in China cheaper because competitors or before his competitors got them made in China cheaper, he wanted to do it first. It's like just anything today, any idea you have is just, I've just like your mushroom story. That story blew my mind. That took a year. And yeah. somebody had, and it was funny. They had the exact picture that I had dreamt about. They had the entire thing, the bottom left-hand corner of the front page. I just saw it all. And those other guys took it. Like shit. But that's okay. Mushrooms, it, it's very tough for that to keep a clean environment. And I think that's why we kind of gave up because it, you just always ended up with blue mold. And I, I was so paranoid to just sell mushrooms to a restaurant. God forbid they get sick and yeah. our insurance goes up because we oh. just caused a lot of people to be violently ill. Yeah, that's why I think I'm just going to stay away from food stuff. That's one of the, like, they, there's so many, um, like, legalities and issues that you could face in physical businesses, whether it be, like, growing microgreens or mushrooms or doing, like, rental properties. I was talking to my cousin. He rents out some properties, and he was talking about how the lady, his tenant, did not pay rent for a couple months, and then went back to her banking account and said, "All of these charges that I have paid to this person are fraud," oh my God. and she got all of her rent money back after not paying it for a while, yeah. and is still there. And there's really nothing he can do yeah, because he can't. It takes like ninety days. Yeah, or sixty. That days. that too. Like, there's really not much you can do. You just wait the 90 days. Oh, Ed College. I'm very excited for next week's lecture. Take, yeah, take lots I got of some notes. more good information. You will. That's the fun part. I'm very excited. How you're going for two years or four years or two one years. year? Okay. Hopefully just two. And it's just to get the bachelor's, right? Because you got an associate's in? Yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> That's what comes after associate's. Yeah, but I didn't know if you were going to get another associate's <laughs> because you didn't have anything. like so yeah, good with all the terms and, and stuff for college yep should have some good uh good things to talk about next week from school i'm sorry hopefully i should at least and i'll have yeah. nothing to talk about from work well how come well it's just boring oh yeah hopefully yeah. you will maybe your youtube channel will blow up or something like that ray wants to do videos again we haven't done videos in have a you done time. any shorts yeah we do shorts you do yeah do you do like a decent amount of them no. You could probably throw your videos right in Opus Pro and get a bunch of shorts. Eh, because I um, it's nineteen twenty by ten eighty. You know, shorts are the other way. It's ten uh, nine uh, ten eighty by nineteen twenty. Yeah. So when they reframe it, it makes it widescreen. Yes, and then it doesn't look right. Blank spots in the middle. Yeah, I don't like that. So well, maybe the people who would be interested in that content wouldn't care about that. I'm sure they wouldn't, but I don't like. Ours is an older audience because yeah, this is so a very dying craft. They, so those people probably really don't do shorts. They don't, or, no. Uh, they go on the Google machine and they, they, they navigate to YouTube and watch that for a little while after yeah. their grandson told them about it. Yep. And that's the most they the do. Shorts, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was something he he's always been considering, but I just never did it. I did one, though, with, uh, it was just a, a gag reel with me when the boss was away. I was lifting myself up with the engine jack. Oh, did yeah. You, you sent me that, and I looked at it, and I didn't realize it was you. And then I got home, and I was like, this is Mark. How did I not realize this is Mark? Yeah, I am, I'm just uh, a bludgeon some days. You're special. Oh, uh, yeah. I like to eat crayons. <laughs> That's okay. Don't we all? <laughs> 
Well, that's all we got for this week's episode of Coffee Milk. I'm Mark Laporte. And I'm Mitch DiPaolo. See you next week.